we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the latest episode. Just wanted to... I guess we'll start doing this on a weekly thing. Maybe a little bonus content. But I don't even know what's bonus about the content. What can I make a, be a bonus about this content? And what I came up with was... Uh, not really much. <laughs> Maybe some goofing off and uh, possibly a look ahead, a review, side notes, anything else that uh, might be relevant to the podcast, life, or the NWO. The upcoming versions or episodes. We're going to have the Archon finale. I am currently working on an episode a little bit about the end game, what the goal, what is the purpose, why do I even do this podcast? What am I hoping to raise awareness about? What is the new world order? And then we will round it out next week with the Archon finale. I am currently working on the end game episode. So that will be released here in the next few days. I appreciate your patience.
Episode 14 will be the end game. Episode 15 will be the Archon finale. Episode 16 will be Saturn. Episode 17 will be Operation High Jump. Now, after that, probably going to dive back into Saturn. Because Saturn is uh, it's a mystery. And it's so tied to the symbolism on Earth. There's a frequency that emanates from Saturn. Like a radio frequency. What the fuck is that? You've got the ringmakers of Saturn. You've got the Phobos incident. There's a lot of stuff on Saturn, which is referred to uh, Gnostics as where the Demiurge resides. So the ancient reference to Saturn, Saturn this, Saturn that, Saturn is everywhere. Saturn is the Nike shoe uh, swish, the swish, the Nike swish on the shoes. Nike symbol, Nike logo. The swish is the symbol of Saturn. And I have been interested in that for a very long time. So we're going to dive into that. A few books that I would probably, I guess, recommend. Um, I'm in the currently of dissecting. One of them I've read before, but I'm just going through it again. The Gods of Eden by William Bramley. The Saturn Myth by David Talbert. And The Ringmakers of Saturn. And I will have to get the author's name on that. Actually, his name is Norman Bergren. B-E-R-G-R-U-N. And you can find those if you just Google search the title of the book with PDF behind it. There is usually a free PDF version online. Uh, not that I'm not willing to pay for these books. Uh, I own the Saturn myth. I don't have it on me. But I'm a little bit uh, currently strapped with a situation in my life that has just about drained all of the money, energy, <laughs> and everything else that comes along with it. And one thing that it seems like it's starting to hack away at is my self-confidence or my belief in self. And I have to always tell myself that the only person responsible for my own emotions, state of mind, happiness, attitude, gratefulness, the only person that is responsible for that is me. You are not responsible for that, just as I am not responsible for your attitudes, perceptions, self-confidence, belief in self, whatever else. That's why this effort is a very fine line for me. I am seriously trying to get information out, which concerns me very much. And... I've been looking into this for over 10 years. And I continue to look into it because there is something alarming about it to me. I don't hope to spread fear. But I also definitely do not wish to force this upon you or to make you believe this just by listening to me. I want you to go check it out. I want you to not 
be able to claim plausible deniability. That is not a good stance in this regard. And I hear people sometimes say, you're just into this for attention or to be different or because you want some sort of pity party or something. And it's like, uh, well, number one, I have always been a loner. I, for whatever reason, find comfort in being the loner sometimes. I'm an introvert, and I don't just maybe believe or a little bit believe, but I wholeheartedly believe that all the answers you have ever sought truly lie within. If you are going somewhere else for your own perception, if you are seeking approval from your peers while sacrificing your uniqueness that is not that's not freedom and it's one of the hardest things you can do but it's also one of the most powerful things you can do when somebody does something to you or says something to you and you become irritated or annoyed or angry and I'm not saying that I don't do this because I do this every day a lot of these things that I say on this platform are not only as an introduction or a synopsis or a review for you, but they are also a reaffirmation on who I am, what I'm here to do, and who I am not. So, yes, I get upset and I get annoyed and ignorance just fucking pisses me off. I'm downright angry when I hear ignorance sometimes, and I really don't have a filter and it gets me into a lot of trouble but having said that I need to learn just as I'm saying right now that when people do stuff that just pisses you off depending on what you feel and how long or how much you feel that feeling that feeling that you feel is your power leaving you, you are funneling your power to the situation or the people or the settings or the trouble, whatever it is, or the drama. You are feeding your, your power to that drama. And whoever is causing that drama is literally, you know, siphoning off your power from you. So here's a good one because everybody's experienced this. When you get your heart broken, when you love somebody so much, but you cannot even fathom why they are treating you in a way that you can't comprehend, because you are loving that person so much when that other side doesn't have the same feeling. And I know it's hard, it sucks, it's tough, but everything you go through in life is preparation for the next step. You have to let the old world crumble or the old foundation crumble prior to building the new foundations. And when you make a choice to change your reality, when you start to raise your awareness on everything, on anything, whatever it is that you're passionate about, the old traditions and contracts and beliefs 
that you held no longer are per- they don't serve a purpose any longer. So what is the point and how can you possibly evolve, grow and adapt into your new reality with your new attitudes, beliefs, understandings, contracts? Basically, you are not who you were before your shift or your awareness or your awakening. Therefore, what's the point of carrying the old baggage and the old redundant, irrelevant mindset, people, whatever it is that you have to shed? What is the point of carrying those into your new reality? And to answer the question earlier, why did I start this, doing this? Well, I've always felt a little bit different. And like I said, I was always an introvert, a loner. I always sought the answers from within. And recently, as I have touched on here, I have been going through some very, very differ- different and difficult times in my life. And I have learned that I have spent a lot of time, I'm 35 years old, and I've spent a lot of my life either hiding or diluting or trying to put a filter on who I truly am. And I simply don't have the energy to do that anymore, nor do I have the desire. So whether I made the conscious choice throughout this process, I think is irrelevant because I think the subconscious was already making that choice for me and it produced the situation that I'm currently in because I have to shed my old reality in order to make a way for the new one. I always wanted, when when I was going through this, when I was 21, between 21 and 30 years old, my awakening or whatnot, and I'm still going through it because you go through it every single day of your life, but I know the feeling of what it's like to read and understand some of this stuff. It's downright terrifying. And when I was younger, I had a little bit more aggressive philosophy when it came to getting this information out. Now, I want you to take it for what it means to you. I definitely don't want you to just take it and throw it away. I would hope that you would look into it and to research it because it is a serious, serious manner and a serious, serious situation. There is a rogue force. There has been a coup d'etat, a global coup d'etat. And you and I are not on the side of the force that has initiated this coup d'etat. So therefore, we are not something they are looking out for or trying to protect. And I have a two-year-old child. I see the people out in the world who have no idea what's going on, and that bothers me. And if there's anything I can do to simply get the word out, and ultimately, I wish for the world to be a little better place than how it was when I found it. And I didn't want other people going through that situation to 
give up or falter or just stop because they did feel alone. So I thought I would just record my thoughts and maybe it would help somebody as it helped me right now in my situation because it's very, very therapeutic to just talk. But also who I was as I was going through this awakening. So remember, yes, friends and social situations and being a part of the clique, it's always fun. It's, it's, it's awesome. Of course it is. But if it's asking for your own uniqueness and totality of an individual to be sacrificed and it's an exchange, then I don't, I don't agree. So no matter, no matter how weird you think you are or how quirky, all right, your power, you are your power. Your belief in yourself is your power. Your disbelief in yourself is your power leaving and being funneled, siphoned to other sources. And I think that's what I'm trying to get at here is that I am here. I want you to take your power back. Because by me saying that, it helps reinstall and re-funnel my own power back to me. And the fact that there are people listening to the show, like, I think that's awesome. Well, I don't, whatever reason you're listening, I would hope that you're listening to learn or that you're a federal agent, uh, is irrelevant. It's information. I just want to get it out there. And I want to know that I'm doing something that I am passionate about and that I think is very important. Now, on the podcast, I am, especially lately, a lot more serious than I am on the live cast. On the CastBox live casts, I'd like to interact and have a good time. Um, so I think it's a even balance. And if you want to hear the lighter side or the live, unscripted, no-holds-barred version, then I encourage you to download CastBox, C-A-S-T-B-O-X the app, create an account, and then find the show, Drew World Order, and follow me, because then you can get notifications as to when I go live, uh, and see another version of the DWO, but both platforms have their purpose and their benefits. So. I leave you tonight with a quote and some prank calls. Or is it the outtakes? I can't remember. You know, maybe both. The prizes of life we fail to win because we doubt the powers within. Nobody else is responsible for your attitude and your reaction to negative situations. Be the anomaly, be the exception to society's rule. Be the one that doesn't react how everybody else reacts. Take your power back. The fact that you're listening to the show, I believe in you. 
I don't even know who you are. Unless you're a federal agent, then I don't believe in you. But your belief in me is a two-way street. It's reciprocated. So therefore, I believe in you. And I believe in this show. I believe in the information herein. I am after the truth. I am after what's right and to correct what's wrong within my own life and on a collective scale. But we've all got to look at each other on an individual basis, or I've got to, I mean, we've got to look at ourselves on an individual basis because that's the only way that we're going to get there. And I hope to help you remember and reclaim. Remember who you are. Remember who you, where you came from. You are stardust. Remember what you were before this lifetime. You were the infinite. You are the infinite. You are everything that ever has been and ever can be. You are everything and nothing. Your electromagnetic field extends some 10 to 15 feet outside the body. You are not your body. That is your genetic spacesuit. So let's stop arguing over who has a different colored genetic spacesuit. It's just a spacesuit. Let's get down to what we're really here to do. The work of God. That's why you were embodied here. As the Blues Brothers said, you are on a mission from God. Alright, now for the outtakes and prank calls. We will see you back here Sunday night or Monday morning with the release of the next episode entitled The New World Order. And I'll probably go live before then, but uh, alas, I say TCB. <laughs> I don't know. No. But seriously, thanks for listening. Love it. Love the support. Love that people are listening to the show. And your belief in me is reciprocated tenfold by my belief in you. We will see you guys later. That was a terrible goodbye. Let's try it again. We. Okay, let me try. We will see you later. We love you so much. And I am a child of Ted Kappel. What? Okay, that was good. All right, we'll see you guys later. Have a great evening. Good morning, Mission Bull and Olaito. This is Cynthia. Can I help you? Yeah, how are you, Lai? I'm sorry? How are you, Lai? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Well, then, I was up in your bowling alley there last week. Uh, I had my daughter, Ruby, and we was bowling. We went, uh, she went to the restroom. Uh, came back from the restroom. It's been about a week ago. Um, well, her mama pointed out today that she got some frog-looking features on her hand, and we asked her what happened. She said that she got peed on by a frog in your restroom up there. And you got peed on by what? A frog or a tadpole or a, a toad. I, I, hell, I don't know. But it, 
one of the strangest things I've ever heard, and I'm just not sure what to do. I thought I'd call up there and see what what's going on. Okay, so she was in our bathroom. Yeah, she was in your restroom, and, and I I don't know. She could be making it up. She's a little girl. She got quite the imagination. Um, but she said she got peed on by some sort of frog or toad or tadpole or a amphibian or something, and. We didn't want to go to the doctor, because the doctor might say, you know, you're all crazy. Uh, okay, well, um, I, I, I don't really know what to say to that. And I mean, uh, I, I, I didn't really know what to say when I called. You know, I happen to be a veterinary clinic doctor, but I can't treat her unless she's a total toad or a frog. And right now, she's only part frog. Um, I just, I didn't know what to do or who to call, so I figured I'd just call you guys. Well, I mean, I, I will check in our bathroom, but, I mean, we, I mean, it's been cleaned already today, so there's nothing like that. I mean, I... I ain't never even I, seen a toad I, I, or a frog in a restroom, you know? Yeah, I, I honestly don't even know how to help you with this. So, right. I mean, the only thing I can tell you is I'll double-check our bathroom and make sure we have no critters walking around, but, uh... I, I would go to a doctor if I were you. Well, bye, God. Uh, right. Because I don't, I don't, I, I, there's nothing in our bathroom because I was just in there this morning, so I, I, I know I can safely say there's not a toad or a frog in our bathroom, well, so I'm I, not really sure. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just concerned that they might take my little girl from me because she's got toad features. Well, I, 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 I would probably just go to the doctor and tell her what you told us. All right. I, I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I appreciate your time. I, this is a it's a tough one for me to figure out. I know, I mean, I understand it's tough for you too, but uh, it's just a strange one. Yeah, yeah. I I hope you get it figured out. I, I'll let you know. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, have a good day. And now, if there's drama in the air, the rock is on your side. Brigadier General. I said catch. Hello. Okay, that's it. Is, who's in there? Is Ted Kaplan in there? I, saw, I thought I fucking heard Elmo or Cabbage Patch Kids or some shit. I don't know. Okay, you know, I don't think the compression is working. How do you know? What do you mean, how do I know? I'm looking at the fucking screen. Where are my notes? They're not your notes. You're not doing the show. You little shit. Bye, girl. Like Dr. Mercer says, I'm going to give you a work and ass whooping. I'm going to give you a five knuckle introduction, son. I'm going to put my foot for silver up your ass. You're going to have to drop your pants to chew your food. You know what I mean? You stole that from Dr. Mercer. Hey, bye, girl. I did. You're right. Get the fuck out of my face. You're ugly. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Seriously, you are. You look. If my dog was as ugly as your sister, you know what I would do? I would not claim a sister. That's my opinion there. Okay, shut it down. We're going to cut. Have you been wrong the entire time? What the fuck? Who's... Okay, I see you back there, all right? I see you. What am I? Hiya. King of hell. Fucking assholes. Hi, Al. Uh, Professor, you've got a visitor up here at the front of the uh, podcast studios. Herbert Walker, it's not a podcast studios. It's Mr. Drew's basement. Just say that there's somebody at the front door, Okay. Well, you wanted me to make it seem like it was special, Barbara. Wanted to prove it. Shut. Okay, who who is it? Uh, says his name is uh, 
Uh, what did you say your name was, sir? I said, hey, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Well, Bill Clinton. Hey, Jerry, Bill Clinton is here to see you. Did you steal a Haiti check? Oh, fuck. I owe my $15,000 to the Clinton Foundation. Um, okay. How long have you been donating to the Clinton Foundation? About six years. I have had the same pair of sandals for six fucking years, and you're putting in $15,000 to those, you know, fine, lovely people who have 38 or 9. A lot of fucking bodies behind there. You know what I mean? Wherever they go, people die. Does that mean we're next? We're going to die tonight, aren't we? No, come on, Bill's not like that. Listen, hey. Hey, boys, doing? You recording a podcast episode right now? Shit, hey, don't record me, fuck. Okay, cut it, cut it, shut it down, okay? Shut the fuck up, Clint. Hey, my name is Quant D. I don't like it. Nope, it's not as cool as Professor Quantavius. But that's so wordy. I didn't know anybody named Kyle or Brady in high school. It sounds like you made up a tight ends name from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Catch, shut it down. I don't like this one. What did we take it from the chop? Alright, if we can get the check levels, the check levels. I don't see I don't see any levels. Who the fuck's working the Hello? Is anybody in there right now? Yeah, your mom. <laughs> Rare, rare. That was okay. You got crickets, okay? You're supposed to be a comedian. Act like one. Man, fuck you. Fuck you, okay? Did you get a pizza? No, I didn't get the. What kind of pizza do you want? I got Casey's. Yeah, I, I fucking don't like Casey's pizza. It's like dough. It's like eating a rubber chicken. Have you ever had the rubber chicken, Mister Drew? Uh, no, I've never even like seen one. Well, somebody's living a deprived life. You know who hasn't seen one? My mom. Yep, yep, your mom. Your mom. Mm-hmm. That's it, you need it. Fuck you, Drew. Okay, <clears throat> listen, Clinton, I told you that you could come on and pretend like you're on a podcast, but you can't be on it. Why not? Nobody gives a shit about you anymore. Well, listen, hey, somebody gives a shit about me, enough to impersonate me, you know what I mean? Who the fuck is impersonating you? Listen, hey, I've seen that other fellow you got running around here. Looks like the Gumby. He, he does a pretty good bill. No, don't, don't encourage him, okay? Just, okay, do you want to be on it in a pretend play mode or not? I'll turn the microphone off and you can pretend like you're talking into it. Le- hey, listen, that sounds great. Let's do it. That, that sounds fun. Oh, shit. All right. Um, no, catch, catch. Seriously, catch. Shut it down. Godfather, shut it down. <gasps> Shut it the fuck down right now. Inspector Gadget here. Well, Penny. Alright, sir, get, get the fuck out. Get out. No, no, you opened your helicopter in here. You spilled my fucking cafe macchiato everywhere. Okay? You know how much that cost me? Seven fifty. It's my fucking daily allowance, too. Dude, not here. I'm going to just take another fucking $7 out of this fucking bike. What? Oh, nothing, nothing. We were just talking about how beautiful your bike is. Go ahead and catch. We'll do, we'll do it again from the top. Okay, so if you're saying, are we going to come out in the 48 seconds or 49 seconds? It's one second. Just fucking end at like 46 and a half. Okay, I don't know how to do that, okay? You mean to tell me I've got to fit all this information into 46 and a half fucking seconds? How am I supposed to do that? I don't know, fucking improv. Improv? I'm not Russian. What the fuck is improv? Improv Trotsky? No, that's that's a uh, Cointelbro. 
you know, Brock Lesnar. Oh, yes, I wonder how he's doing. We haven't talked to him in a long time. Did you send him that lovely fruit basket I got for him? No. Why not? I'm not sending another podcast host a fruit basket. Uh, Martha Stewart sent me one. I was just sending the one that she sent me to, you know, him. Oh, so you're a re-gifter. That's a fucking racist term. Shut it down. Right now, okay? Cat, this one's dog shit too. Are we ever going to get this right? I'll tell you what. Where the fuck is Ted? Hi. I'm Drew. And I'm Professor. Future Professor Corntavious T. I will create my own department at the... I don't know, somewhere. Maybe Cat Berkeley. That's, like, really specific. Don't you think that's a little weird to be that specific? Well, we do have access to the future technologies and whatnot, Jiru. Basically, let me just get down to brass text. Shut the fuck up, Jiru, okay? Now, where is my binky? Thank you. As you can see, the porcupine over here in this sector has been moved from a rubble of fucking rocks. Hey, stop cussing or I'm gonna get in trouble again. I don't care, okay? It's your mom. <coughs> yeah? Okay, goodbye. Bye. Oh, Drew, I love listening to those prequel episodes of Dina when we knew what we were going to do one day. Uh, Professor, your, uh, yep, the, sorry about that, the mic was way down. The mic or the gain? You know, whichever one. Okay, so let me guess, is that another catch? Yeah, we don't need to. All right. Get in here right now, mister, okay? Here's what I need you to do. Hold your hands out. Yeah, fuck it, it's not even worth it. Cat, cat, fuck, get the fuck out. Hi, I'm Drew. And we're at the local bakery today on the prequel series of Guan Di's Hour of Power. That's right, Mr. Drew. It, I don't know if I like that name there. Oh, shit, look. It's the future host of Nightline, Ted Kappar. He looks like an ash whore. Stop cussing. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Ray. Hey, dude, seriously, that's not cool. That's my mom. I know. Um, anyway, since she's a lovely woman, and I'm sure that everybody loves her who meets her. <laughs> Alright, that's it. We're going to the lunch lady. What the fuck is the lunch lady going to do? Buy you a sloppy jar? You're going to need one after I mop the floor with you, motherfucker. I'm gonna beat your... ass. Why don't you just cast? There's no one around. Nobody gives a flying fuck. Look, cock shit balls. What happened? Dude, Kim Jong-un is gonna hear us. Kim Jong-un is not even in power yet. It is his father, Kim Jong-un here. No, that's not right. It's Kim Jong... Okay, cat... Cat, 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 cut it down, Larry. Larry, cut it down. Wait, who's Larry? I don't know. Uh, we are here at the local 4-H today. Yes, Trer, and, well, let's just say that the heifers are about the same size. Don't do it. Oh, okay, um, I was going to say that guy's mom over there. We have... This today's show is brought to you by um, McDonald's Happy Meals Choice, where kids in China 
I don't know where I was going with that. Back to you, kiddo. Uh, seriously, where's Larry? Hey, I don't know who that is. I don't even know why I said that name. I was probably thinking about LS. Dude, you can't. And that's not what I meant. I meant something else, like... This is President Richard Nixon. I just wanted to say that uh, thank you to all those folks at the Great Wall. January 1974, I... Okay, Captain Nixon, that's not going to work. I got distracted and saw the bosom of Bambi on your wall. It is fantastic. The bosom of Bambi, really. Okay, get the fuck out. You're done. That, that, I'm sorry. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, that's a picture of Elvis. Yes, uh, Elvis Presley. I met him in 1970. Alright, you know what? I have one thing to say to that, and that is... Oh, hi! Mr. Drew, this is Professor. And if you receive this tape, then I was killed in a submarine accident off the shores of Jersey Shore. Or is it... Logan Beach, I don't know. It's when you, it's either Jersey Shore. So I have a little secret I need to disclose to you, and I didn't want to tell you in person, so I figured I would record this. Um, I need to tell you something, Mr. Drew, okay? I have, how you say, um, a mini-me, and he is, um, he doesn't eat his kitties, mini-me, okay? And uh, he just wanted to... Go ahead, come up, up here, mini-me. This is my son, Mr. Drew. Hi, I am Plop Warranty, and my dad has a toga and a diaper. Are you friends with my dad? Uh, yeah, that's very liberal use of the word, and interpretation of the word friends. Oh, will you buy me beer? I'm looking right at you, motherfucker. Say yes. I dare you. I dare you to say yes. Okay. Yes. <gasps> Warren, okay. Plop. Plop. Go take a plop over there, okay? Don't plop right here. All right? It's a bad place to plop. Drew, step outside, please. I'm going to kick my own ass. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The outtakes. The outtakes, the outtakes. The fun, the mysterious, the weird. The professor... We hope that you have enjoyed this tonight, and, you know, at my expense, I would like to say that, number one, how often are we rolling the fucking microphones? Because I need to go back and look through a lot more tape if this is what's happening every night. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, you don't want to. I've already listened. Hush, I'm, uh, you know, okay, first of all, that wasn't my goat, alright? I don't know where the goat came from. It's not, yeah, I, you've already, I've already, I've already moved on with my life. I took, okay, I didn't have a keg, alright? There were no strippers, there wasn't anything except, you know, I was teaching history of county, look. Supply plus demand. Supply de plus demand? 
Yes, man, that's what I was doing. Supply Master Man. How the fuck can I be doing Supply Plaster Man? Have a goat. Who wants to do that? That's sadistic. It's diabolical. It's the professor. Yeah, okay, that's it, you fucking prick.